0: Are you guys ready let's yeah, go it's how <clears throat> did you say like one two three on air <laughs> on air <laughs> so <laughs> warm welcome to everyone who is outside there and listening to this podcast conversation i hope you i don't know cook something good or cycle somewhere very nice we are here and having this podcast talk about change making and who am i first of all my name is borchi Jager. I'm studying culture, anthropology, sustainable citizenship—super fancy long name—at Utrecht University. And basically, I'm doing my thesis project, my fieldwork about change making. And I'm also part of uh, an honors program called the Young Innovators Program. And I'm doing this with wonderful, amazing people who are actually like three of them are sitting with, here, uh, with in the studio with me right now. And we had many discussions about change-making in general uh, during this honors program, the meetings. And also I invited um, my friends to have like a one-to-one interview about change-making and their stories of change. And based on these interviews, I thought to identify, let's say, the characteristics of change-making. So have like main topics and themes about change-making. And now we come together as a little group or a little community and discuss these themes. So today's theme is really about change and people. But first, before we dive deeper into the topic, I'm really curious to, I'm really excited actually to introduce our guest today. But first of all, I thought that, so we don't really talk about the Young Innovator Program itself, but I thought to use the practices of the program uh, since we are also part of it and we always have a check-in at the beginning so I thought to let's make a check-in now and to share the atmosphere of of the the studio right now with with the people who are listening so guys please share the one word that describes now how you feel It can be anything, like an adjective or or a noun as well, so. For me, well, I'm Marta,
1: and being here in this studio for me gives me
0: the word of hope. Nice. Yeah. Amazing.
2: Uh, My name is Alex, and the word that came to mind first was titillating.
0: Nice. Do you want to elaborate on (laughs) Titillating.
2: Um... It sounds really, it's, it, 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 f- it f- came to mind, it flowed off the tongue, and I, it's a nice word to say titillating. It's got a nice, like, flow of the w- tongue, and, yeah.
3: Amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm Nana, and uh, one word will be, like, sophisticated. First, because of the technology we're using, but also, like, um, the mind generation, uh, generation of uh, what we will produce today. I'm uh, looking forward for it amazing
0: my word is attentive i would say so i'm really really curious to hear your thoughts your ideas your feelings but then we set the scene we shared a little bit of the atmosphere of the studio so now a bit like you already shared your names but to make a bit more like introduction i thought to yeah first share like the basics for example like my name is borchi and as i said i'm studying culture anthropology and i'm from hungary but to make it a twist as well, because that's you know the basic of the introductions, I thought we can share what did you want to become when you were a 12 years old child. So I wanted to be actually a journalist and a television host. So now that I'm sitting here, it's, it's not a television, Quite but close. to the radio. Yeah, yeah it's, it's maybe on the way. So yeah. So
1: um, I'm Marta and I come from Spain, and I'm here doing sustainable development, but when I was 12, I think I wanted to be a lot of things, but one that stayed quite a long time was to be an astronaut.
3: And, yeah, I and
1: to see the world, but then now I realized that it was actually really nice, but I feel like there's so many things to be done, in, like down on earth, that I feel that will maybe come in another life.
0: <laughs> nice. So. For this life, let's stay on Earth yeah. and <laughs> manage things <laughs> <Exactly>. here, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, guys? Uh, yeah, so I'm Alex, i um, half English, half Swedish. Uh, also studying sustainable development in the chat energy materials. Um, it's funny, I definitely wanted to be a lot of different things when I was little. Uh, and at 12, I'm pretty sure I wanted to be a chef i wanted to cook for people for a long time and still now it's like oh i love cooking for people um and like giving food and making food with others and very promptly realized that it's probably not for me because i didn't like the stress of like people paying for my food and then expecting particular things i just want to like yeah At 12 i wanted to be a chef
0: <laughs>
3: but still yeah you can keep you know the the joy of yeah making food. yeah 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 so I'm Nana. Uh, my actual uh, my actual name is like Ratna Ekara Harto uh, I'm from Indonesia and I'm studying international management in Utrecht University. Well, um, when I was twelve, I always wanted to be a pilot. I, I mean, like I think I see the resemble like, uh, yeah. you know, like, there is a lot of possibility in the skies. And what happened if you can just fly a thing or yourself? It's gonna be like amazing. But my dream right now is to be a chef. So <laughs> <laughs> <Same thing. laughs> Yes. Maybe
0: after the yeah after the podcast talk, you know, you can <laughs> we can share <laughs> <some Yeah. things. laughs> talk yeah. about the the dreams. Amazing, <laughs> nice, and so welcome, guys. I'm really glad that you are here, and to start really discussing the topic. So. The main theme of the podcast, podcast is still like change-making, but today we will focus on actors of change-making, people and change. What happens if if change means involving people, because actually that was a thing that always, or many times came up during the interviews and the one-to-one talks, the change can be something individual, but many times change means involving other people. So if we, start going on this idea, um, that's that's going to be today's topic. And also, I thought we can have a little warm up, uh, or a kick off uh, to start a conversation. So when I was thinking what kind of introduction we can have for for the topic, I realized that this is really like a podcast, talk. the only thing we can use is really like our voice. So I thought let's try to express what change making and what change making and people means to you like expressing it with your with one sound so really with your voice maybe it sounds a bit like strange or or interesting but yeah i i love like for the recording you're like nodding your (laughs) head and like i already feel like see like the inspiration so whoever wants to start so really it can be also like a uh um so a word as well but i'm really happy to really just use a sound and Share what, if you hear change in people, what do you think? And express this with a voice, with a sound. Okay, I can do it. All right, let's go. I don't know
1: how it will sound, but. <laughs> <whistles>
0: nice. That's do you my wanna, sound. Do you wanna elaborate? Yeah, now?
1: I mean, it kind of came a bit easy because I feel like kind of the wind sound because I feel wind goes everywhere and there's like no place that stops the wind and i feel that should be change making like going everywhere and all over and nothing stopping it so that's kind of my sound <laughs>
3: i love it i love it well uh, for me i would do the nice it's like a clapping sound because uh, if we see like a changing and uh, regarding with love involving people then i would like like celebration or not celebration it could be like you know it can be a tap on your shoulder or it can be a collab of celebration so cool. it's like about celebrating in a community amazing celebrating the community love it Alex
2: um, then yeah <sighs> of like the big deep breath that you take before stepping into something and deciding and taking a decision We like Yeah.
0: Amazing. Mm. For me, it's uh aha, like (laughs) this uh (laughs) aha moment, and I feel, yeah, having talks with people and sharing ideas, planting the seeds. That's this is something that can happen in communities and can, yeah, have a change. So, let's start the discussion and. Changemaking itself, it's a super broad topic. It can be really like very all over the place. So to keep it a bit like more grounded, I thought to have the same structures we had with the interviews to start with the story of changemaking, like an example. So let's start with that and, and then we'll see what's going to happen. So I thought that Alex, if you remember what kind of story you shared with me, during yes, during the the interview, what was your topic of change making? You don't remember. I forget to tell you actually before the podcast that I thought that the kickoff story would <laughs> <laughs> be <laughs> <laughs> your story. Now that no, I'm sitting, that's a note for the after, like for the next podcast. Note for me, share this idea. <laughs> so yeah, but I can I can share like you remember now like. Which no. story? Like so about when you had things. this uh, society and you were the change, like the innovation, yeah. like the one who were charging the innovation and you, uh, so the point is that I thought to share it's the hand signs. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So if you want to now, now, do you have the story? Yeah.
2: yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. So
0: like in, in three sentences, if you can yeah. summarize it.
2: Um, so as part of a discussion group and wants to introduce hand signals in this discussion group to help sort of embody some of the communication and help the flow of conversation uh non-verbally so picking up physical cues to be able to like help with fluidity flow of conversation and there are several different hand signals which helped like be able to navigate different issues of fragmented conversation and discussion.
0: Yeah, so Alex had this experience to, to be in a community and he had an idea to, to bring a change in the community, mm-hmm. facilitating yeah the discussions with like using hand signs, like I want to say something, I agree, I disagree. Um, yeah, and we had a long talk about how, yes, <laughs> I'm using it now. So we had a long talk uh, about how people reacted, what helped. Uh, basically the, um, the change, what not. So I thought to ask you guys as well if you had like any similar stories when you were really in a, in a position when you were in a community and you wanted to bring a change. And yeah, it happened or maybe it not, so. In, in my case, I've never experienced
1: the thing of the science in a discussion as we did in Young Innovators, for example. But I feel like this for me, this hidden sign of being like being the example for others, like in the conversations or in general in little habits of life, like at the end for me, it's like a sign, but it's hidden because people don't actually like realize it consciously. But then just unconsciously, your people is repeating because they see it. And it's, you know, and at the end, people end up, as with science, everyone being the example to each other and try to make an homogeneous kind of flow of, of changes within the discussion or ways to discuss as well. Yes. In these matters.
0: Yeah. So for the recording, for the listeners who don't, f- who are not familiar with uh, the Young Innovators Program, we in the Young Innovators Program itself, like, use many hand signs. Now it's very funny because it's a podcast, so we cannot show it. <laughs> That's just the challenge to overcome. So, uh, for example, when you shake our hands, this means, like, yes, I agree. Or, uh, like, using one finger when you want to, uh, raising one finger when you want to, um, connect to the discussion that ha- that is happening. Uh so so yeah hand signs is a, are a good way to hmm. help or facilitate yeah the um the discussion but so Alex if you're happy to share mm-hmm. how did you feel when you wanted to bring this change what were the reactions in yeah. the community?
2: Yeah I mean it was it was tricky because I came with several different hand signals and it can be somewhat overwhelming even for people who I know who use them. I mean, you can find different hand signals for everything that you might struggle to express verbally and so there's lots of option and opportunity of like how to communicate that. Um, Implementing it was initially quite tricky because it required kind of showing the use, like the utility of it. Um, it was a change which maybe people were initially a bit resistant towards, um, since there was a, a sense that it was going to be too complicated or also kind of like um, ostracizing to people who either were new and difficult barrier to entry or people who were just like resistant to that kind of thing. It would ma- mean that it pushes people out, makes it slightly more exclusive. Um, I didn't share that opinion because i think that it taking two or three really useful ones is quite easy to explain initially and then you notice like you create a common language with people and you 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 notice how others around you are using it or using the the signals um and so it initially took there was an organizing committee which i was part of and it took kind of using it in our meetings and like showing, oh, this is actually really useful when we are meeting to then bring into um, bring into the discussion groups which I think had another challenge of how comfortable the people who were facilitating or hosting, chairing the sessions and the discussions were with bringing these kinds of things in and kind of their, like, their comfort with hosting um, these kinds of spaces became, yeah. I mean, everyone did a really good job of it. Um, it, I, th- I, th- I think I felt that it worked really well and then we got a bunch of feedback that was like, well, yeah, the, the discussion flows well, but it takes time, right? If, if you're not used to something and if you're not used to different ways of expressing things, then it can take quite some time before it becomes habit and natural.
3: I mean, like I agree, it's a matter of repetition, because um, I'm uh, doing a little bit of practice, like similar practice about, um, yeah, trying to narrate your story, and like uh, to, yeah, try to make it as uh, the way you like it, the way that make you happy. But like um, going back to the what is it hand gesture that you're doing in your community or your group of friends, I kind of understand. Like first of all, it gives you structure and uh and also like inclusion so like you don't have to necessarily speak about i want to speak i want to say something but with your hand it's like powerful enough to say like that person needs to say something right Mm. i think that's really nice like it's simple but it's a practical and um uh, it's a really really good one i would like to try that to different kind of group but like um I guess it's going to be more uh, efficient with bigger groups. Like, Mm -hmm. can you imagine, like, with only three people and then you have, like, a uh, saying, like... Yes, but now we are also using it for Mm -hmm. the the recording. We are also, like, (laughs) shaking
0: our hands and, like... So, yeah, this is something that, like, the listeners uh, don't see now, but uh, it's nice to see how we are so, like, we get used Mm -hmm. to it, you know, and, and it's really, in a way, how... In the way how we how we talk and how we are yeah. having mm-hmm. discussions. So. I also feel like in that
1: sense, the, that way of having conversations can make everything much insightful. Because without them, I feel like now thinking of I don't know a conver- discussion with friends that don't we don't have this uh, habit, they get really maybe could get aggressive even and just mm-hmm. lose the point of discussing mm-hmm. and yeah. just. So in that sense, you respect everyone. I, be, I feel a bit more like what they have to say and. And I think would be really useful in terms of like difficult conversations and discussions mm-hmm. of certain topics, you know, to have a shared respect way of, yeah, of talking yes. with each other, no?
0: Yeah, so that's like <clears throat> using the hand signs. It's a really good example of bringing change in a community mm. that we believe it's useful and it, it helps full. And uh, so the idea of this podcast is really to have inspirational talks from university students, read to university students. Mm. So who are there out now like right right now and maybe uh, are listening to this. If only one university student will say like, oh, that idea was a really interesting idea or it made me inspired for something, then I think we, we did a great job. Yeah. So uh, that's a good example to to say like, okay, this is a change we think, uh, it's nice to bring in the communities, but to jump a bit back to, to the question of like, change people, communities, why do you think that, what is the role of communities in change making? Why is it, because I, I said in the beginning like, if change making means involving people, then we have like now this, this topic, this uh, discussion, but, to question a bit, like, why do you think? Why is it important to say, or why do some people say like change making means involving people? So what is the role? Yeah.
3: Well, for me personally, it's more about the impact. Like, um, I think we discussed about it in the personal interview. Like, yes. um, we start with a uh, people who are initiator, and then they are gathering people to create like a group or community into moving in the same interest and then like the broader and the bigger the group perhaps the more changes that will happen so I was thinking like uh, what does it do with the change making the community is gonna give a more impactful wild well, result or a solution mm. Mm.
1: yeah I would say um to add what Nana said that I feel in terms of the individual to feel because in this context it's really sometimes difficult to to be proactive to change with the all the you know context of what's happening or what things that trigger you to be really um, yeah pessimist maybe So I feel like when you s- find people that are in the same, situation as you it's like okay we are actually I'm not alone in this and I think it's really important to feel like the warmth of the others that feel like you and feel it's much easier to to go for something that you believe on when you are with like with with someone else you know not by yourself and I feel for me that's also like the meaning of changing like from a community perspective not to feel a bit more yeah, that you have more power and that it's actually something is gonna happen and you are not alone in, because then I, I feel so many people feel the same in their own individual selves and then mm-hmm. suddenly they find, okay, I'm not alone. Maybe we could, if I feel the same that this person, maybe we could go both for what we want together, you know, and support each other. So I feel support in a community for me, is like the word that matters in change making in a collective. I definitely feel
2: that, t- t- something that relates to that is a sense of being with others like mm. like understanding taking a community perspective like needs, needs are like negotiated with everyone around you and so like the bring together of like with others a need like you have your personal needs but the community and, and the community will have their needs and then like the levels of community structure and I th- I feel that yeah to, to take into account the needs then like you need to acknowledge what the community need is not just your own individual needs mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, yeah it's it's negotiated with everyone around you mm-hmm.
0: do you think is it hard to negotiate hmm? this need different like so do you do you think that nowadays is it easy to form communities what do you think and if you form a community as you said alex like to finding the need within like your need and the balance between like your needs and the community the needs of the community is it hard or for example like your story maybe mm. Alex uh, when you had the need to bring the the signs, but maybe some people felt a bit mm. strange at the beginning with that
2: I guess something that comes to mind now is like it depends on what kind of change you want to make like communities can be formed everywhere if if we say that we can create a community here that's really beautiful and with young innovators we can create a community and go out and then try to both hold ourselves as a community it's like we are changing is within the community as well as asking like how can we create change outside of that that community um and I guess it depends on what kind of impact you want to make. Because if if you're then talking about kind of global impact, then creating this global community, I think, is very different than creating a local, very intimate, very far more personal sense of community. And I think that that aspect of sp- spatial scale is really tricky in, in issues such as, like, in big grand challenge, global challenges, climate change, for instance, like, we have this need to, like, unify and create a global community yet at the same time, like, decentralise and create, like, be attentive towards local needs and local community needs. Hmm. And that, I think, is really tricky. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that. I was thinking when you were saying this about the scale of the community and the, because I feel sometimes when listening community, we tend maybe to think of close, like a closed kind of boundaries of the community. And I feel that can also be a bit like counterproductive in the sense of not being able to open, like you enter your bubble with your community and you feel really warm because it's really also like um, engaging to feel that closeness of your interest and everything, but sometimes can, is end up to be a bit exclusive and maybe losing the the part of the change. Like I feel like community in this sense would be like in a local level you want to change maybe but then having kind of an open door to being able to, you know, like a- spread the community even though you feel in the local scale but having in mind the, the other kind of more large scale of community, you know?
0: this actually this what you're saying now with the closed boundaries and the open Mm -hmm. boundaries it came up during uh one of the interviews previously for example with with us like with the young innovators if we say like oh i'm meeting with the young innovators it feels like you know like a closed like yeah it's a bit like exclusive but if i say like hey i'm meeting with some friends do you want to join that you know it's immediately like a bit like more open so this Mm. was something that came to my mind when you said like as an example, like for this open and, yeah. and closed communities, but talking about, um, yeah, like like communities in terms of change making, like the big big and small scales. How do you guys feel about what what can help to to facilitate uh, community forming, basically?
3: Mm.
1: i I would say it's important to to have conversations i think that's for me the starting point because i think the community forms when you actually find some things in common and some goals at least or things that you feel related to with the other person so i feel it's important to go out a bit of our individualistic way of thinking even more in in, you know more europe in europe at least where i i am from so it's what i feel that's going on within people, not a bit individualistic thing. And I think we have to try to break that a bit, at least for a big, like the first step,
3: in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I agree with the communication should be the key. Like, um, because even if you have uh, the same interest of entering a group or making a community, there's always like interest within interest. Like, um, maybe there is like an inner circle of people who actually want to work in a specific uh, field. Like, we can see also like from the Young Innovator Program. Like, um, some people are working about like the sense of being enough, and then the other about climate change and. uh, animal protection so I think that's like a, it's a good way to what is it facilitate the whole community like you can be different you can be yourself uh, because you're not alone there's always like somebody who want to work with you and I think diversity in the changing changes uh, or the result of the change will be broader but it doesn't mean like the what is it? the point the main changes that the community would want to see is a uh, different
2: Yeah. I guess in, in terms of communi- communicating, there's a se- like something that is really quite important is to communicate common values and like establish common ground. Like, it's totally f- it's it's really important actually for a community to be diverse and to have different opinions and values and be able to connect across those boundaries. But I I think that with that sense of communicating is the navigating. Difference sort of values and difference of principles, and being able to like understand and accept others for whatever their different values are, and nonetheless still find that connection. Like, I th- I think that that yeah. is really beautiful.
0: This is beautiful to hear what you're saying, guys. Because before the interview, like I have like all the things now in my head from the interviews previously, and now like these new insights. Because uh, I thought to <clears throat> Yeah, have these three keywords for today's discussion, and it's like communities, commonality, and communication. Because the common points came up as well during the interviews, like to find uh, the relevance of the change for all the yeah. people, and to find like yeah the shared goals, and that communication is a thing. But also, there was a question during the interviews that like many times we may not didn't find an answer, or it was. Yeah, a tricky question, but if we are, <coughs> if we are thinking about big scale communities, what do you think? Like, for example, topics like climate change. For example, is it possible to get everyone on board? And as you said, Alex, like forming this global uh, community, or it's just something we should let it go and focus on the local initiatives.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I, I remember that I talked yes. during the interview about this. And I mean, in my perspective, I feel in this like big large scale problems or change like making in a large scale. I feel of at least what I experience and what I come to this little conclusion, which might, might evolve. But for now, I feel like if we think that everyone should be on board and even though it would be like an idealistic thing but I feel it's not realistic maybe and I feel the effort should be put in the people that really wants to change or people that it's still you know maybe potentially uh, a change maker in the future so I feel at the end the most people you can get on board but I don't I don't see and I I don't really think that everyone could be on board because there's so many problems and different like context societies that I feel it's a bit unrealistic to think that someone in, I don't know, another country, it's gonna be the same situation as me and the possibilities to change might be different. So I think we have to know, okay, who who is actually willing to change first of all, no? Because there's so many people that that is willing to change and maybe don't know how. So I think that for me, should be the focus, at least in a medium term,
3: more or less. Well, like I'm hopeful, what people <laughs> still. I mean, it's, it's it's crazy to say like, yeah, you know, people don't <coughs> care about climate change, and uh, people care too much, and then like um they're becoming like um aggressive in uh, trying to change, um and the answer to your question of if. Is it possible to get everybody on board i think like in the last discussion i would say like yes and no and <laughs> i would still say yes and no because like um i was giving you example of uh we are in one place for example now we are all in the netherlands and um we come from different part of the world and uh we bring something from here we take something from here for example like we want to make a change Take example, like me in Indonesia, I will like try to uh, communicate this with people who has the same interest in Indonesia. And then hopefully people from other countries are doing the same. So in the end, we are doing it all together, not necessarily at the same time, but like I hope everybody will eventually be on board, like even though it's not going to be, I don't know how the practicality (laughs) of that, but like, you know, just um, imagining or like having the high hope on uh, humanity because uh, we are living in the same planet and um, I can see so many people are um, already doing their job. Like um, if we talk about like high position people, like the government, the companies, the uh, the EU, they are having these uh, def- sustainable development goals and um, I, I, I'm happy about it. I mean, I don't know how far the practice is, but that's like a good hope, a good start.
2: Yeah. I'm not sure. I uh, I'm I'm really not sure. I I feel it, it massively depends on qualifying who that everybody on being on board is. Like who who is that everybody like, and who is the, yeah. If if you're talking about solutions for things such as climate change, like inevitably there are going to be some people who are not going to be on board with certain solutions. And I do kind of think that, like, where do you want to make compromises? Like whose needs need to be, like, satisfied and met before, like, what are the baselines of saying your needs are far more important than somebody else's needs? And they, like, navigating those dynamics, like, I, I think you naturally will need to find compromise and you need to get people on board. I think there are thresholds of, like, you don't need to expect that everybody is going to be on board in order for something to be a better world well to live in or a better kind of solution and then I think it's a challenge of like figuring out what are those thresholds and who are like whose needs are more important like in terms of like power dynamics and inequalities okay. like beneficiaries of inequalities there's benefit from those unequal structures like are their needs more important than the people who are at the disadvantaged end of those inequalities and in which case like like if not then how much are you willing to compromise to maintain a particular power dynamic which is benefiting to one sort of a small group of people and disadvantaging quite a lot like how much compromise do you actually want to make there like how, how just is that and so in terms of like can we get everybody on board yeah, it feels weird because very often that everybody is the people who hold the power within like a tipping point threshold of getting mm-hmm. people on board. And then it feels weird because it, it that doesn't feel particularly fair or just because, mm. yeah, suddenly small, like very few people are the everybody because they hold that power mm. of Getting people on board.
0: Yes, and the question comes if we can open up this everybody and can, you know, involve really like all humans or also non humans, you know, of Mm. of the discussion. But I Mm. think uh, that's like maybe the the really like these are these questions are the broader or the more abstract questions, I would say. Mm. But I just really wanted to ask you guys this because I think that was a point that changed within me uh, during. Uh, like the interviews so like having having the, the discussions with you guys I think before that like m- yeah maybe you said like the naive or like the optimistic child mm. uh, like you know inside me it was like a stronger to really think in terms of change making is like really a huge and big topic mm. that needs to you know involve everyone but like after the discussions with you guys hearing your stories like your your local more grounded stories it made me inspired like to focus you know on local communities as well and and uh have the change there that's also as you said yeah it's it's it, o- it can also bring something better that's again an abstract question like what does it mean like you know a better future but as you said like as now we focus in on like local uh grounded like communities if uh guys you you already mentioned like the importance of communication And I had this idea that why don't we try to put together the language of change making? Because if I say, like, for example, I don't know, I don't know French, for example. Right. And that sounds super valid. And everyone understands that if I don't know French, I cannot talk in French. But after like having the discussions with you guys many times, you mentioned uh, points that helps communicating about change making or have a communic- have a communication style that helps change making. Hmm. So, do you have any idea or strategies you would share uh, in terms of communication that helps change making? Like the language of change making.
1: I feel for sure never aggressive <laughs> like approaches to people that you because I feel like the be, as I told you I think I when I started to be aware or like wanted to change the injustices of the world and everything you get obviously you it comes from your emotional side of yeah i want to change why is these people uh, why is everyone not changing and like uh, like everything is going wrong and now no one changes so you are like really aggressive towards people but then like okay you have to do this because then this will happen if you don't change it uh, blah blah and then you realize but what's the point of that like it's really something that it's it's not the way because it's, you cannot impose change because I think change comes from within our, our our bodies and also it's really related to emotions. And I feel when I think if you get really angry of why and how people is talking to you, probably you won't do it. So I feel like the first thing I learned is to build a healthy conversation and not expecting everyone to be like you. and. Try to navigate, like for sure the first thing, get your emotion, like anger maybe towards non-change um, and yeah, start from there acknowledging, okay, this is not the way, maybe I will get to what I want or not, but just we are humans and everyone has their own thing. So we have to be careful on how we approach people because we have also emotions and feelings, no, in this change-making world and yeah. It's my first kind of thought about yeah. the communication. <laughs>
0: it, it reminds me of uh, nonviolent communication. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like mm. anyone who's listening and don't know this word check it on Google like really it's it's amazing.
2: Mm. Uh, definitely the the nonviolent communication stuff the the language of needs and language of care has been really sort of powerful for me in the past year or so of like whoa how do I want to engage with people around, what are the words that I use, how do I try to recognise need in what other people are saying and how they're communicating and like what are various of language bits which you can change in order to make more caring or more needs based or more attentive and I feel that that's been a really big kind of Eye opener to like yeah. h- how you go about communicating. Um, so, sort of trying to listen to those needs and step into a conversation with more care has been, yeah, definitely powerful.
3: Well, I totally agree about like a friendly kind of communication because it's more inviting and in a way it's open a lot of um, possibilities. And, um, well, for me, Personally, I would say, like in in the sense of communication, it's starting. It's always nice to start with question and visualization. Like, um, for example, just a simple like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" And um, you know, there's nothing wrong with giving your opinion. People can just say like, "Oh, I don't know," which is also fine. But like, um, that's uh, a really I uh, try to connect them uh, to connect with the, the people with question. Because this is already like, engaging, like, uh, you have a question, you need to answer, even though sometimes the answer is not the one you want. And, like, visualization, it's going to help. Um, I think I'm really, I really like the idea of, like, um, you know, picturing something or des- describing something really beautiful, and do you want that beautiful thing to happen? For example, like, um, mm-hmm. well, in the project that I was working, like, to be enough about yourself from inside and uh, reflect it outside um, well, imagining like if you're happy, you will do better things you will be like kind to mm. more things and um, I think uh, yeah, the visualization it, it doesn't always work with a lot of people I guess because I have the experience as well like they really cannot understand like I don't have any picture in my mind I cannot uh, mm. f- figuring out y- figuring it out. out. And uh, that's also fine, but like the question is uh, really important. Like uh, today, for example, we are uh, having a conversation which is, um, you know, like uh, when we go a bit too broad, we go back to the question or we we setting up some set of question which probably gonna generate better outcome. Mm
0: -hmm. I see, yes. So nonviolent communication, communicating the needs, asking questions, yeah, visualizing, for example, also using the hand signs. Yep. This can be also like like small tips and tricks that I think like I experienced this in my life, so I don't know what about you guys, but uh, if you use these, they really facilitate like conversations with people, right? And this helps to like, yeah, involve people mm. as we started about like change-making involving people.
1: Yeah, I, I would also say like to add a bit like the importance of also listening, as Alex was saying, the needs of the others and maybe their relation towards the topic because each of us I think navigate this change-making uh, related to our emotions towards the topic or how we feel and I think it's really important to know how people feel in their own needs and related to what you are yes. want what you are talking about because then you will understand and okay, navigate a different way of conversation because maybe the same topic you will communicate differently to each people. If you know how this person feels about it, you know, and try to understand, I feel, because it's we are everyone different and I think we have to validate, as Nana was saying also, if someone has questions, just let them ask and let them listen and see okay what do you think yes
0: yes, but what happens when you're having a conversation with someone who has really different uh, mindset than you (laughs) like what helps in this situation I don't know if you have any like particular (laughs) examples uh, right now Uh, but I think that can be something that Many, let's say, like now we, f- uh, we focus on university students, maybe when even university students are struggling with, you know, you have, mm. you learn something ab- in your program or you see the word in a certain way and then you go out, outside and from university or maybe within university as well, but you meet other people and they have very <laughs> different views. What do you do?
1: Yeah, I think, I think you just have to go to your closest circles that are normally the ones that hurt you the most when they don't change, like your family, your friends, when you are actually, you know, having these conversations and you get, I'm not gonna get to any point in this, you know? And I think you just face like just stuck into a wall. And I feel just to sometimes acknowledge, as we were saying before, like not everyone is willing to change. And we also have to accept that. And it's difficult, but also like see what little things maybe break the expectations you have from people and s- see and find what this person is actually willing to change. And maybe from there, this person will ex- like increase the things that they want to, to change, you know? So I feel it's also to accept sometimes what you don't want to hear.
2: Yeah, that's something that definitely comes to mind is like how quickly then it becomes to other somebody who doesn't share all principles with you or same values like we live generally right, I live in a massive echo chamber of like the people around me share values and there is a lot of value sharing and common ground there and that's pretty infrequently do I then come across people who are have radically different perspectives and values to me and when that does I think it happen It is really important to kind of um to not kind of identify them as some other as like totally different like naturally they have a, a different set of principles of values to you and finding a way to like grounding yourself in the need and the care rather than they are different and they are other than me and ask what needs they have depending on their context for whatever reason they have a different set of values with its identity socioeconomics ethnicities of whatever causes the the difference of values like appreciate that they are situated within their own broader societal contexts and therefore and will nonetheless have needs and care kind of senses and connecting through that rather than kind of across difference, um, I think, is something that comes to mind.
3: Well, uh, I have actually a personal experience with that. Like, um, you know, like uh, you met people and then you have a complete, they have a different opinion on, or, on something and then you misunderstand your feeling as a disliking that person, yeah. which is, uh, it shouldn't be like that. Uh, and uh, the more people you meet, the more people you talk, you actually see like what, what? Okay, what I did was like um, giving it a chance, like uh, building like a tolerance, like mm-hmm. it's okay. They are them and I am me, and uh, also like uh, the second thing is like uh, to observe, like um, what do they behave? Like w- what is the meaning of wh- why do they say certain certain thing? Like why why is thing working that way for that person but not with me? You know, and then like. Uh, Trying to connect again. I mean, like, it's, uh, it's weird. Like, I don't like the feeling of not liking somebody, especially, like, if we have to work <laughs> together or yeah. in, a, in, a, in a classroom <laughs> or in the working place. Like, it's going to be, like, a challenge. But, like, avoiding is definitely not the answer. So, like, uh, try to understand them, like, to observe them. Well, yeah. if you don't want to talk because, like, you're afraid that you will only be angry about their response, then just observe them and uh, try to understand them.
1: Yeah, and also I feel in what you are saying, appreciate what the little things you like that this person is making or changing. And also even tell these people, you know, maybe they won't change as much as you want or they will think as you are because of all this, what you were both saying. But just appreciate (laughs) the things that, okay, maybe I don't like this about this person, but what I do like, okay, this person, we share this or this person is willing to change this little thing and really appreciate it to also avoid this disliking people because they are not as you or they don't want, they don't see things as you know. So I think that you build a more tolerant society, you yeah. know, like and try to change
0: each one in their own little ways, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. again, you said like finding what you share maybe. Yeah. So like finding the common ground and the common values. And also I heard uh, during one of the interviews that it's nice to, to see the person, you know, and not just the labels around mm-hmm. them, uh, mm-hmm but really like their personalities. So get to know the people who, are, who you are working with or, or yeah, like trying to f- form a community and do like make a change, right? Mm. If you should summarize uh, your experience um, into an advice for other students who are thinking to make a change, uh, what would you say? Like I, I already asked you guys like during the, the interviews, but now you can also focus on like like today's topic, like communities and change. So what would you say as an advice or a lesson for other people um, who would you like to, yeah, change something in the world or in their local communities or in their life? Hmm. Difficult. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm.
3: No, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- advice, like, um, well, having, um, well, okay, uh, let's start, like, initiating a community is perhaps less challenging than maintaining it. And, like, uh, in terms of, um, like, a problem that may appear or, like, everybody's tired in a community, then I guess, like, communication is still the key. And um, we have this storm of, hosting and being hosted, and that's very important as um, uh, exchanging the roles in the community itself. Like, uh, some people can go, like, um, be super motivated, but some other people, like, okay, I can just be the follower, but then, like, uh, still within the same, um, uh, what is it, trend with everybody else in the community.
1: Yeah, I I would say, like... Don't lose hope on the people and on yourself because I what I experience that being yourself as individual making change you you serve as the best example for the people around you and sometimes unconsciously you are building a community until suddenly you realize in the long term okay we made it suddenly we are 10 vegetarian people in and, and maybe 3 years ago I didn't even know like that could happen and unconsciously you have I feel as an individual within the community you don't have to lose hope on that your actions count and also share your struggles in the process with the people and don't idealize change making because it's something difficult in a society that kind of tries to neglect you to change like from the actual norms of the system so I feel yeah share your struggles and And, yeah, continue to make your actions because you never know who is watching and who is changing after that. That's my advice.
2: Amazing. I love it. To to be grateful, to step in with gratitude. Um, I think people can be really responsive when you are grateful and when you show that gratitude and appreciation, like, like... There's something for you as well as for the people around you yeah. in terms of like accessing rather than having a scarcity mindset, having an abundance like yeah. you, you access some inner gratitude, abundant gratitude. And I think that, that that can be sensed quite a lot by people around you. And yeah. it would, at least for me, when I feel grateful for the people around me, it's, you, you're more wanting to help others and be caring. So. Yeah. For, that sounds, it feels pretty vague to be more grateful. <laughs> but I think that there, there is a real sense that, well, we, we forget to be grateful for the small things around yeah. us day to day, week to week, like the little things that people do that you can find appreciation and gratitude for and notice them and say that. I think I've had really positive experiences yeah. with that. So. Yes,
0: yes, and maybe it's something yeah, as you said, like maybe wig or someone is listening to this right now and like, alright, sounds nice, but I don't have a community, you know? I mm. don't know where to start. But I think generally, what I grabbed from like our previous talks and right now uh, during this discussion as well, like communities are always there. Like at least one or two people will be around you. Like start with your friends, mm. uh, you're the people around you, and and yeah, share the struggles, don't lose hope, communicate, and then see what is going to happen, right? So yeah. don't give up. And oops, yeah, I tried to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maintain, maintain the communities and maintain the studios. as well. And um, yeah, I thought to close it, uh, since we are talking about change-making, I thought it would be a nice final question. If you feel any change in your perspective now, or did you get any new insights, for example, from this talk? If not, that's obviously also a perfect answer. So
3: well, definitely. I think um, it's just uh, by hearing other people's story and uh, the advices, they're super great. And um, I don't know how soon it will be imp- implemented in our life, but I kind of, I, I kind of feel even more excited, like to maybe do whatever you guys have already done uh, in my part of community. <laughs> and uh, see the change, the changes that it may bring.
1: Yeah, for me it was really insi- like insightful to listen to your different experiences because each of us as we said come from a different context and experience differently. Mm-hmm. So even though some things you said, I was I thought about them but now I'm like, yeah, that's actually something that I want to implement in the process and yeah' I'm really grateful that we have in this conversation and hope that, it will serve as well to others. Because I feel each of the little things we all said here can come together, you know, and continue building. Because I think this is an endless process, no? Of yeah. building change. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, definitely. Well, you, you mentioned um, it's easier to start, or well, it's more difficult to initiate and start the community building than it is to maintain. And I definitely think that the sense of like, what does it what does it mean to maintain Community relations and community sense like this is a practice. How do you go about practicing in your daily life like? Community building and strengthening and forming resilient relationships with the world around you like this isn't This is a practice like this is the podcast like how how can this serve to practice and create community is Beautiful.
0: Yeah, I, I love this little community Mm -hmm. right now and thank you so much guys for like yeah being here and having this talk and as a collective conclusion then i would say that yeah really look around yourself find the people you share the values first and start small and then yeah use these tips and tricks in communication find uh, your needs communicate your struggles don't give up nonviolent communication, for example. So like, yeah, finding different ways. I really like how you mentioned like visualizing, for example, um, yeah, your visions. So these things are all out there and let's share it with each other, right? I think that for me that was, this is like the biggest conclusion, like mm-hmm. sharing these ideas or like, like planting seeds and maybe, you know, yeah, who yeah. knows what's mm-hmm. going to happen after this. But thank you so much, that you guys, that you were here, and also yeah, it's a really new experience for me as well. Um, yeah, I thanks, thanks, thank like you, <laughs> thank you yes, yes. Thank for the recordings, like happy insights out there, and uh, yeah, definitely, uh, it was very inspiring for me. Also, yeah, in the middle, I didn't know if we should keep it short because maybe, you know, it's a really fast word out there. It's really speed up. People like, I don't know, short podcasts. Mm. But then I thought like, hey, for us right now, this Mm. is a conversation. Let's keep it in this piece. Let's Mm. share the ideas and whoever will listen this, hopefully, yeah, they will find inspiration as well. But thank you guys again. One last question, as you know. Do you have anything that you would like to still share? Because, you know, as you, s- as you know, like, I don't want you guys to go home and feel like, ah, oh, that, that thing I, I should so have said. Inevitable. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so again, yeah. right? <laughs> Th- this is always the last question. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, never give up. Ooh. Just everything you do counts.
0: Yes. <laughs> and
1: that's my <laughs> just last thing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'll send you a little voice note of the things that I'm um, like, oh, I forgot to mention that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then I will just edit to the podcast, right? That's going to be like afterthoughts. You know? <laughs> 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 I mean, that could work as well. That's why
2: not, right?
0: Imagine like you, you think that it's really like the end and then afterthoughts from Alex. Afterthoughts yeah. <laughs> from yeah. after, I mean, yeah. But everyone not, who maybe? listens
1: to this podcast, maybe try to have these questions with your group of friends and see what comes out yeah from there, you know
0: yeah ask mm. them do you think it's possible to get everyone on board what do you think how can we facilitate our communities how, hmm. what do you think yeah that's i really mm. like this yeah. saying that yeah let's let's go and ask questions right always yeah. the best mm-hmm. so thank you guys again and thank you anyone who is out there and listening to this hope you have a good day and yeah never give up and let's make change <laughs> bye 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 so this is a thing in general at the end of each podcast conversation so here we go as well in case you have forgotten this podcast conversation is part of the thesis project of Burbala Jager, who is me who, who, who. and um so it is in connection of uh the culture anthropology sustainable citizenship master program and the young innovators honors program at utrecht university And thank you for all the support of my supervisor, Emanuela Fantini. And also a big, big, big thank you. Huge thanks for all the guests who were here from the Young Innovators program. And also thank you for the listeners who were there. Hope you gain new insights. And yeah, always explore life and enjoy your day. Bye-bye.